And we begin in Ukraine, where the country's military says it has made two small advances in the east of the country. By contrast, Russia's defense ministry says its troops have beaten back a large-scale military operation in southern Donetsk region, something that has not been verified by the BBC. Moscow claims Ukraine has lost 250 troops, as well as 16 tanks. Earlier in the day, the Ukrainian army released this video, which appears to refer to the long-awaited counter-offensive. The words, plans love silence, uh, there will be no announcement about the start, uh, appear. Meanwhile, despite the danger in certain areas, thousands of Ukrainians are returning to their homes close to the front line, even though officials are urging them to stay away. Our Ukraine correspondent James Waterhouse has been to the eastern town of Pokrovsk to find out why some are deciding to go home. The end of the line. We're on a journey which people are being told not to take. A train not just to the battlefield, but home. Victoria has had enough of being a refugee and is heading back with her precious cargo, baby Yeva. It was impossible to live like that. We traveled all around Slovakia and Ukraine, but we have to settle our family. This is where we belong. After traveling across the country, she's welcomed by who she left behind. Her husband, Serhii. I feel overwhelmed. I'm very glad to see my beautiful daughter and my wife. Here, men typically stay behind to either fight or, in Serhii's case, work. He and thousands of others chose to stay for this coal mine. It's a major employer which binds Pokrovs together. Workers have to balance their safety with simple economics. I had to continue working, Volodymyr tells us. I also need to financially support my family who've come back. His employer is still hiring staff. Despite the dangers, it's an enticing prospect for those thinking about returning. Mining is, after all, part of the Donetsk region's DNA. Before the full-scale invasion, Pokrovsk's population was 65,000. It dropped to a third, but is now rising. It's become a destination for those escaping occupied cities. Residents have also been enticed back by power and water being restored. But the sharp end of this conflict is just 26 miles from here. It's why locals are being told to stay away. Is it safe enough? for people to return to Pokrovsk? Uh, no, even though Pokrovsk is not right at the front of the Donetsk region, we cannot say it is a safe city. Multiple rocket launchers can reach here. On the outskirts of the city, closer to that threat, is the last line of defence. Amidst all of the talk of a Ukrainian counter-offensive, there's always a risk of the Russians breaking through the line. There is a sympathy in the trenches for those wanting to come home.
If you have to die, Vyacheslav tells me, it's better to die at home than somewhere abroad. It's the watchful eyes of soldiers like Vyacheslav which are allowing people to move back into harm's way. For Serhii and Victoria, it's a conscious decision. Who knows when it will become safe here? Maybe a year, two or five. We don't want to wait even one year. Overall, we are prepared. Yes? In these times of turmoil, there is a hope and belief they won't last forever. Futures depend on it. James Waterhouse, BBC News, Pokrovsk in eastern Ukraine. Well, let's speak to uh, James Waterhouse, who's in Kyiv for us now. And what more can you tell us, uh, James, about these claims from Russia that it's thwarted uh, a major offensive by Ukraine? Yes, well, we were told overnight by Russia's defence ministry that it had done just that. And then this morning we're told uh, that, in the words of, of, of its spokesman, they weren't successful and that 250 troops had been killed and it was accompanied with... Uh, footage appearing to show armoured vehicles coming under intense artillery fire as they try to cross vast green fields. Now, it's not been possible to verify these claims. Even as we talk now, Russia is claiming that Ukraine has launched other offensives. And this will not be the last time that we discuss whether this is part of the much-anticipated Ukrainian counter-offensive. It's been a weekend where Kiev has said that there will be no announcement, that plans like silence, so you won't be hearing anything from us on that. I think we've seen Ukraine claim to have made marginal gains elsewhere yesterday. I think when we look at the continued fighting inside Russia, across the border in the Byelgorod region, um, after pro-Ukrainian uh, insurgents made a major uh, advance across the border, I think we are seeing a notable increase in activity on the Ukrainian side. Whether this amounts to what they have been planning and hoping for for, for months now, I don't think will materialise for a while yet. We've also heard uh, from Ukraine's commander of the ground forces um, about how they've been making some uh, movement going forward near Bakhmut. Yes, they, but we are talking hundreds of metres, just to give you an idea. But Bakhmut, this eastern city, which has dominated so many of the headlines, it took Russian forces, mainly mercenary forces, the best part of a year to take this city with a questionable strategic significance. Nevertheless, uh, tens of thousands of men have been killed in the fight for that city. Uh, and soon after Russia claimed to finally be in complete control, it seems Ukraine is claiming to have made gains around the outskirts. So you get an idea of the intensity of the fighting there. Ukraine is also claiming to have made gains uh, in the Donetsk region. But to give you an idea, we are talking about such small amounts of territory in such a vast country, along a front line that spans 600 miles. Ukraine's goal has always been its dream has always been to repel Russia completely. I think in practical terms that is a tall order, but what you are seeing and what you are seeing with the Western rhetoric is that they are looking to apply enough psychological pressure to Russia's leader Vladimir Putin to try and make him think twice about what he still calls a special military operation. Thank you very much. Uh, James Waterhouse for us there uh, in Kyiv.